Starting off today's episode is one of three very special guests. He's one of the prolific talents that roams in the Shore Conference. Micah was Tom's River North starting running back as a freshman when they had two-time first-team first all-shore quarterback Jake Kazanowski. Then he moved to quarterback as a sophomore where he put together his own first-team all-shore campaign with 1,451 yards rushing and 17 touchdowns, plus 944 yards passing and another eight touchdowns through the air. Also, he started at defensive back and made 82 tackles. Micah took it to another level last season, and he was our SSN Offensive Player of the Year, leading Toms River North to the first 14-0 record in state history, the inaugural Group 5 state title, and the final number one ranking in the shore. He rushed for a conference-leading 2,360 yards and 33 touchdowns on an average of 10 yards per carry and threw for 1,203 yards and 17 touchdowns with only two interceptions. He had also played 37 out of the possible 56 quarters, exiting halftime of some games, and just after the first quarter and others during blowout wins. He was also a tremendous defensive player as a safety for the Shore's number one scoring defense, recording 77 tackles, four interceptions, nine tackles for loss, and one defensive touchdown. Going to Stanford next season, here we are with the star, dual-threat quarterback, Micah Ford. Right. Micah, how's it going? It's going good. I'm just I'm happy to be here. I thank you for giving me the opportunity to be here with you guys, to talk to you guys. How's your summer going along? Oh, it's going good. It's just really just been football, just grinding, grinding, get to where we need to be as a team. I hear you. So, so grinding out. So when you're, when you're working out in the summertime, you're getting ready for the season, uh, what, what, what are some of your workouts look like? It's in, in the weight room, you know, it's just the primary lifts and uh, plyometrics and all that other stuff. And I got a 40 trainer. I work with him, like, every other week. And I will go to uh, this CrowFit place, like, it's around my house, and I'll work out there. But I'm not going to lie, I don't even – um, I don't work out as a quarterback. I just – I do running back drills. Nice, nice, yeah. because yeah. – Well, that's that's the future right there. Yeah, that's the future, back. so I'm just – I do, I do, I work on quarterback at practice, but like in the off season, I just veer towards more running back drills. I hear you. Yeah. Now you said you have a you have a forty trainer. Yeah, yeah. Can you kind of just explain to the viewers, you know, what exactly? Oh, his that name's is? Chuck Mound. You guys can all find him on uh, on Google if you look him up. Um, he ran a four two seven, and when when he was back, when he was back uh, young, I guess. But now, nah, um, he puts me through like just like how to do the stance and the starts the most important part of the 40 so just all that other stuff just to get right That's definitely awesome. definitely so uh so kind of getting back into into your youth a little bit what what actually got you into football like why to you is this game so special and when did you kind of see yourself emerge as being like this is something that you wanted to take to the next level um being a little I mean this really wasn't a passion like I didn't like grow up thinking like I want to uh, like go play college football. It was just I was just like just living life, just going throughout my day, I guess. But I moved here. I I lived in Carteret up until I was seven, and I moved to Tom River. And I started playing football when I was in fourth grade, I think. And then I really like found out like I really wanted to do this was freshman year. I'll say freshman year, yeah, because yeah. I was I was in the between basketball. I had a little basketball stage, so I was I was in the middle. And now, when you were playing uh, the younger the younger age, um, so that was the whole Tom's River. Was it broken up into different districts? Nah, yeah, they um like like fourth grade to like six. I'll say it was the Tom's River Indians, 
And then it changed to like MTR, which was like okay. Manchester and Tom's River. And I don't know what it is now. They changed it again. Okay. So coming into this season, you guys are coming off a real prolific season. Like I said, 14-0, first time in state history. What makes this season, because you got to kind of put that stuff behind you and you got to move forward, right? So what makes Tom's River North special right now? Um, I'll just say just our passion to win and we all work hard together as a team. And just all like we all put the work in to get where we need to be, and we're just we just locked in. We locked in to we just know what we gotta get done. You just gotta. This is gonna be hard. We got a big target on our back, but we got it. We'll do it. We'll get it done. Yeah, big target is uh that can be a good thing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. it's good. It could be good, but it's, it's sometimes it it get a little like how I say it like I don't even know how to say it, but yeah, it's good. I guess everyone's coming for you guys. Yeah, it's that's, good. That's the thing, because you guys, you know, you guys have such a high bar, and you guys can only go as far as you possibly can. That everybody's going to be lurking and trying yeah. to come, you know, come hunt for that number one spot, because oh, that's yeah. what you guys are, mm-hmm. you know. And that kind of leads into, you know, what really makes Tom's River North so special, not just to you, but to everybody that watches your program play day after day. Yeah, and like the coaches too. The coaches make it amazing. You know, they they put us in the right position to win and execute the game plan. They give us a great game plan. Um prior to the game and they're just amazing all right so talking to you on the way in on the drive in uh i I definitely get the sense that you're a humble guy yeah you know you you kind of give the accolades to your team um but you do have you you have put up some remarkable stat lines and you've done some remarkable things on the field so it's kind of a tough question but what's the most special award that you've personally received and why I'm gonna say Gatorade Player of the Year. Yeah, that was that was a big one. They sent me like a whole trophy, like in like a gift box. But that that wasn't in my agenda either. Going in, I didn't know even know like I was like able to get that. Like I didn't know it was an award until like mid season when coaches said I was like a runner up for it. But yeah, that was cool. And so, I had, and it's like there's more opportunity you can get from getting that um, award. So, yeah. So, all all of this, you know, just coming in, like, you know, you never really saw yourself as being, you know, one of, if not the best I mean, players like, in the state. Like, you know, how, like, just, you know, as humble and as honest as you possibly are with everybody. Like, from that freshman year to where you are now and that jump and heading off to Stanford in a year, you know, was this the dream? Was this the reality? You know, what is, with everything sinking in now, like, how does this feel? I mean, it was just, like, I had people telling me, like, what I was capable of, but I was just, like, I just... I don't want to believe it till I see it or, like, achieve it, you know what I'm saying? It's hard work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. You just got to put in the work, and exactly. everything will come after that. I mean, yeah, I mean, 2,300 yards rushing. I mean, passing for over 1,200. I mean, it's video game numbers. Yeah. And you're showing the world You're showing the world all that, I mean. But, you know, those numbers, they're just numbers at the end of the day. Yeah. Do you see anything that you need to, you know, improve on or get better on heading into the regular season? Uh, yeah, definitely my uh, lateral quickness, I'll say, and, like, my cuts and – yeah, and like sometimes like my like my throwing a little can get a little off because I'm not mainly a quarterback, but I try to do what I could do at quarterback. Yeah, filling up all around, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's nice. That's awesome, man. So, so we mentioned uh, a couple different times that you you're committed to Stanford. We got you know we got Emmanuel Ross in the studio. He's sure. also going to Stanford as well. So, so talk us through that decision of uh, like what did that process actually look like? I know there's a lot of people. On the outside, they think it. They think everything's easy, but you're the one doing it on a daily basis. 
So what, what kind of led you there, and uh, and what made you finally make that that as the final decision? Oh well, they sent me like a few letters like my sophomore year, like just just to look at my transcript. But I didn't really think anything of it because it was like a long time to hit me back. And then they actually uh, offered me on my birthday, and then I went out there that like two weeks later. And you know the coaches just made me feel so comfortable, and it was just just a beautiful place. And it's good to you know get out and see something new because I've been here like all my life. So it's good to travel the world just for just for a, a little segment of my life. And it's the opportunity there. Just like the the I'm looking at the after graduate stuff. Like if the NFL don't roll all the way through, but that's what I want to do. You know I have something to fall back on, like a good degree. Yeah, I hear because you were talking in the car about uh, criminology. You're, uh, yeah, yeah, that's my major. You're a Law and Order guy. Yeah, I so like, that's your favorite yeah, show. That's my favorite show. That's and then uh, you, downtown Palo Alto, you're you're excited to get out yeah, there yeah, with the, with the was, Stanford. I crowd. went out. I went out there twice, and the second time was, uh, it was something different. Um, <laughs> it wasn't the same. It was like it was like a new place when I went back there the second time. It's like Jersey times a million, right? Yeah, yeah it's yeah, crazy. Times are like hundred million. Like not even. I don't even know what to compare it to. All right, last one. Last one here. Is there anything else? Um, anything else that you want to tell the shore sports community about yourself? Is there any special niches besides football that people will look at you and see you as more than an athlete? Because what we're trying to do here with Shore Sports Network is, sure, stuff on the field is great, but you're a student athlete, so there's there's a lot more to you as a person. So what can we what can we tell the world that they don't know about Michael Ford? I mean, like, you probably, like, know, figured because I'm committed to Stanford. I, I take pride in school. It's just something that I don't get how people, like, look at that report card and see, like, a bad grade and just okay with that. 4.4, right? Yeah. That's like, awesome. Yeah, 4.4, 4, yes, yeah, yes. Nice. That's incredible stuff. Yeah. And you're three, three, you're on three different sports teams, right? Football, yeah. track, and basketball, right? Yes, yes, That's 4.4 yes. 4 GPA. I mean, yeah. that's, that's incredible. You got brains, and you got talent on the field, too, and that's, you. you know, what coaches look for overall. Thank you. Appreciate that. And, like, um, I like helping people, so I did a little community things, like with my church and all. I donated some money to my church um, that I received from actually getting Gatorade Player of the Year. They they sent me some money, and I just gave it all to the church. And, like, I spoke to the kids at a camp that my church held. I spoke with – you did the TSO camp, right? I'm talking to Emmanuel. Where else right now? Like the, like the football camp with the little kids? Yeah, yeah, we did that. And, yeah, I spoke to them at the end of it. So, I was at um, TSO. TSO. Oh, yeah, okay. some some flag football by where I live up, by where I live at. Awesome. Well, we really appreciate the time, Micah. We're, we'll have you back on in a little bit. With uh, we'll do a little roundtable session with Emmanuel and Davin as well. I think he's on his way. Um, but yeah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Nice Thanks for talking. having me. Appreciate it. A pleasure. And speaking of who's coming up next, it's Emmanuel Ross, um, a Red Bank Catholic wideout, top. Pro- pro- prolific name throughout the entire state one of the best wideouts in the game also going to stanford currently rivals with our man micah right here but in a year down the line they're going to be best friends and teammates so we'll be looking forward to speaking with him soon yeah thank you our second guest on the shore sports network podcast is another incredible talent that roams down in red bank we'll be facing tom's river north in their final game of the regular season this year this student athlete he'll be joining micah ford at stanford next year as well Became a starter as a sophomore, and right away you could tell he was different based on his size, speed, everything just about him overall. Didn't have the flashiest of stats his sophomore year, but he finished with 15 catches, 283 yards, and a team-high five touchdowns on a team that went 11-1, and they beat DePaul in a memorable non-public B-State championship game. 
in this breakout game during a, senior, during a sophomore year, four catches, 112 yards, three touchdowns against Morris Catholic in the state playoffs as well. He fully burst on the scene last year to earn first-team all-shore status. He caught 29 passes, 615 yards with 10 touchdowns. He averaged 21.2 yards per catch, 200-yard games. One was against Curtis, New York, and the other was in the state semifinals over Holy Spirit. RBC ended up reaching and going all the way to the non-public B finals, but was defeated by DePaul 1917 in the championship game last year. But right now we're sitting down with us. Pleased to, we're pleased to introduce Red Bank Catholics, Emmanuel Ross. Emmanuel, how's your summer been, man? How you doing today, man? It's been good. It's been good. Thank you for having me. Of I'm course. doing well today. Of course. You know, we were just talking with Micah before and, you know, heading off to Stanford with him in a year from now and you have your senior season to really relish everything in and bring everything in. You know, what have you been doing over the summer, kind of just staying focused and, you know, be ready to be one of the senior standouts in the shore? You know, I've just been with my receiver trainer, you know, working strength, speed, all that, while working on my Stanford application, of course. But, um, yeah, just been definitely working on just polishing up my fundamentals when it comes to route running or just strength and speed and all kinds of things like that. That's awesome. That's so football's great. We yeah. love it. Yeah, football's great. But this summer, what what what's some fu- something fun that you did outside of football? I mean, fun. Yeah, I've been with the FCA camps, a few of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes camps. Definitely working with the little kids was very fun. You know, I I met a lot of new faces, a lot of different characters. Well, I got to help out these kids get better at football and uh, uh, learn about the Lord. So that was that was really fun. And then I'm also getting into golf recently, so that's oh, one thing. I'm not great. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah. not great yet, but, you know, I'm working on it, trying you, to get to that Tiger Woods status. I was going to say, you've been playing, or do you watch it on TV, no, too? No, I've been playing. I haven't watched it as much as I've been playing recently. I think I got a little golf outing tomorrow, too. So. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> awesome. He's, he's a golf guy. There's a, oh, really? there's a driving range out back here. Okay. Right, you got to hit that up. Yeah, I'm going to have to hit that up. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. I mean, so, you know, getting into golf, you know, a bunch of different hobbies you got going on. Mm-hmm. Now, just a little bit back to football um you know just you know seems like the sky's the limit for you you know you have you know multiple hundred yard games last year with multiple touchdowns caught in those games you know you're heading off to Stanford in a year you're still working on your application what do you have to do to elevate your game to the top in this upcoming season and why do you have to make you know certain changes to really elevate that game honestly just um just getting used to my size, you know, I think I'm still growing. I got to definitely polish up my, my route running, everything else, just all the little things, speed, make sure I don't lose any fluidity and mobility as I'm still growing. So I think that's the biggest thing, just being a big receiver. I want to make sure I have all the little things, all the little tools that even like the smaller receivers have. I want to be very versatile this season. Okay. All right. So, so uh, back at the beginning, John was mentioned during that intro that Morris Catholic was that breakout game. That was the big one for you. Mm-hmm. So talk to me, what was different about and what made that game so special? Like what, like, was there something pregame? Did it just click during, like, just kind of walk me through like that, how that game felt for you? Well, for that game, the motions were really high for our team. Uh, that season, a lot of people know that was, that was the, what we were going through with our quarterback's mom, uh, the tragic passing away of his mom. And before that, um, we played Donovan, we lost that game. And I wasn't able to play that game because I actually had a little thing with my niece, so I missed that game, and that was the last game she was able to watch. So one thing that was really that I took that really personal. So before that game it was very emotional. You know, I talked to Alex. I knew I was going to give everything I had that game. So that was one thing that definitely got to me, and that's why I wanted to have such a good game. And I was glad that we we were able to do what we did. Three touchdowns from me, and then eight from him. So 
It was great. So it seems like it was a whole team camaraderie thing, you know, Mm kind of all just band together, you know, being one unit. That's 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 incredible. I mean, that's a really touching story. I mean, that's that's incredible. So with the passing of his mom, it it seems like family is pretty important to you. Yeah. Your parents are Alex is like family. Yeah, Yeah, my parents are over there, but Alex is definitely like family to me. So that game really that was probably my favorite game that I've ever played so far. That game meant a lot to me. So so with your with your parents here, just in general. What what does your family bring to the table for you, and how does like how does how does that create who Emmanuel Ross actually is? Well, I think I learned most ninety percent of what I know from my parents. They definitely instilled me with a lot of character and a lot of things that I take onto the football field and in the classroom, just at school. So I think my parents are definitely my biggest teachers, and they've definitely. They've definitely done a lot for me, so I'm I'm glad to have the parents that I have. They're gonna hit you up for that last ten percent. They're gonna say, "What's <laughs> up with that? <laughs> What's up with that?" Now, when you talk about you know the family dynamic, the football aspect, you know grinding for schoolwork, all all different things going on left and right, and you know you're finding you know who yourself is. So, what makes Emmanuel Ross Emmanuel Ross? Honestly, I'm just like I think the one thing that makes me me is just uh just just being myself like no matter what setting I'm in I'm always going to bring my personality to the table no matter what kind of what kind of you know people are in the room no matter how they think about me I think I'm just going to be myself I'm going to have a good time and I just like to light up the room when I go in there and just so you want to be that positive burst yeah, of energy yeah no matter where just I'm that at. shining light in the room yeah. for everyone yes, that's sir. awesome that's mm-hmm. awesome stuff I saw you guys out at Manalapin at the seven on seven so I saw, you know seems like yeah. you're always just kind of you running routes prior to just kind of with the boys like mm-hmm. you, it seems like you're always you guys are always putting in the work at RBC. Like there's, there's a real good culture there. Uh, there's a good history, robust history at RBC. So, mm-hmm. um, so coming in with that, there's like we got Davin coming on next from the same program. You know, storied history. So where do you see yourself in in that legacy? Like how how do you foresee the story being told? Once you're once you're no longer walking those halls. Well, honestly, I I just hope you know they tell it well. I hope it's a good story. But I, what I want people to be saying about me is just honestly that I, I gave everything to the team, everything to the to the school. So I just want people to know that I'm definitely every time I get out there, I'm always going to give it my all. So that's one thing I just want to be told. And now, how has the program itself? How has Red Bank Catholic made you a better person? Like, what have you learned? You know, what values have you learned throughout all that stuff? Definitely learning different people skills. Going to RBC, you're going to meet a lot of different kinds of people, different kinds of personalities. So, definitely just being able to walk into a room and be able to read people, learn different, learn how to deal with different like social situations. Definitely, that's good. And yeah, you'll meet a lot of people, a lot of different connections. So, so it's it's greater than football. Yeah, much greater, than football. greater than football. That's great. That's great. I mean, you know, the biggest thing with schools is that you know you want to be able to hone in on, like you said, your grades and you know the athletics throughout. And one of that being the grades is you know feeling comfortable with the teachers and the peers around you as well. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I really commend everything that you've been doing with your schoolwork and football and everything that you do off the field as well. Thank um, you. you know, I know that you're going to be playing with your current rival. In a year, yeah. you know, have you guys had a strong chemistry throughout? Have you guys been able to gel and you know get ready for the upcoming season next year? Oh uh, yeah, we've been able we've been able to chat a little bit. I, I knew him uh, prior to high school football. We used to play against each other AYF. You know that uh, Tom's River Manchester United team. Mm-hmm. They used to, they did us pretty bad last time. <laughs> I remember playing them. So definitely this season I want to get back. But yeah, coming into this offseason, we're definitely going to get some work leading up to going over to California. Awesome. 
so similar, nearly identical question because it's the exact same school. But what led you to the decision with Stanford? Like how, how, like what did that path look like, and how did that process go? Because as I, I said, there's sometimes people don't understand what goes into that process. So, so kind of like describe a little bit of that path. Yeah, I mean, I went to a lot of schools prior to that, so I was able to kind of see through the real and the fake and the um in just the recruiting process. So by the time I got to my official visits, which uh, Stanford was the first one I took, I kind of, I felt the, like the professional uh, atmosphere and I knew, I knew what kind of people I was, I was dealing with when I went down there. I mean, over there, I don't know if that's down, but uh, I knew what kind of people I was dealing with. You know, the coaches were great down to earth and um, they don't, they don't like to oversell. If anything, they like to undersell and like overproduce. So it's like, I just, I don't want to go to a program that they just want to tell you what you want to hear. I want to actually get the fruit out of being there. So I believe that that's a professional place I can't get the fruit out of. Awesome. Awesome. So, so as we wrap up here uh, with you and coming into RBC, I know they they got Bergen Catholic in week one. What, what can we expect out of Red Bank Catholic Casey's a this show. coming football you, season? You can expect a show, definitely. I've seen some of those pictures, some of those selfie pictures you guys got going uh-huh. out. Yeah. It yeah. looks like it's a lot of fun out even at practice right now. Yeah, so. yeah. Me and Dad be having a fun time. Yeah. Having a fun time. So we'll, finishing up here with Emmanuel Ross from Red Bank Catholic, wide receiver number 18. Uh, next on, we're going to be bringing Davin Bruton. And, uh, and then after that, it will be, we'll do a group session with everybody. All right, sounds good. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank Our you. third and final individual on the podcast today is another incredible talent that works day and night to get ready for football season. Linebacker is always a loaded position in the shore, so Bruton was a second-team all-shore selection as a sophomore. He won the job as a starting middle backer, which is no small feat for a sophomore at RBC, and recorded 119 tackles, two sacks, and 10 tackles for a loss for the number three scoring defense in the shore. That team had several senior and junior standouts, so he wasn't the guy yet, but it was impossible not to notice him making plays on almost every down. He made 18 tackles in the state final win over DePaul. He took the next step as a junior last season with 108 tackles, four sacks, 15 tackles for a loss, an interception, a fumble return for a touchdown, and a fumble recovery for a team that went 10-2, won the American Division title, and and reached the non-public B state final. He's a sideline to sideline tackling machine, essentially. Without further ado, pleased to welcome the 2024 Pittsburgh commit and the Casey's premier middle backer, Davin Bruton. Appreciate y'all having me here today. How's it going, Dav? How's your yeah. summer going? Uh, everything's going uh, great. Just been a lot of uh, hard work, you know, grinding this off season. So definitely a great time. Grinding is so. Uh, so I see some of your workout stuff online. You got mm-hmm. some of those pictures. So, so yeah. what, what's going into getting that sweat going? What, what's some of the workouts you're doing to, to get ready for this season, especially as a big backer? Um, definitely uh, field work. Definitely have to get the field work and make sure your uh, footwork is definitely good. Um, got to be able to move as a linebacker, sideline to sideline. You can't really just, just be stuck in the middle now. It has like the game is turning it more into like a passing game. So you got to be able to get into your drops. So definitely uh, field work is definitely – a big one, and then uh, getting into that weight room. You know, gotta gotta look good, and gotta <laughs> gotta be strong for when them uh, big pulling guards come to you and everything. Gotta shut them. So gotta look good and with those workouts too. You get to fuel up at Bruton's restaurant. Exactly. After <laughs> yeah. there you go. Shout out Bruton's restaurant. And then I go to work right after that. <laughs> and then you go to work right after. Perfect. Uh-huh. Yeah, you gotta pay for it somehow. Exactly. Paying <laughs> work. 
All right, David. So you've been through such an incredible journey as a Casey, and you still have your senior year yet. This school has a rich history in athletics through and through. I mean, we even have the current Indianapolis Colt and Quentin Nelson, to name one. What I find intriguing about high school sports is really the dedication and loyalty to these programs. So you guys, you and Emmanuel now, you're Casey's for life. So up to this point, there's a lot of memories to be made. But what's been your favorite part so far? And to add a second part to the question, what's your why? Like, what's your driving factor? Um, my favorite part, uh, my favorite part of being at RBC is more like the brotherhood. Uh, everyone's as like a family, and um, uh, even like off the like off the field, I can call E-Man up or I can call anyone on my team up and talk to them. And, like, if I have any any problems, I really open up to them. So that's definitely like a, a huge part having like that family bond. And my why is um. My why? Um, that's a great question. Um, my why is really just to, uh, well, of course, I like I come first, so I always wanna, I wanna be like the best version of, of myself that I can, and also just how like to help my family out and um, any any struggles or anything, to get out of the struggle and um, just have a great life with them and just keep on grinding so they don't have to grind no more. Now I talking am. about, you know, the family values and all that, you know, prospering through and pushing yourself to the limits, you know, what are some of the family values that you've learned that have helped you on the football field? Um, definitely, um, definitely being strong minded, um, being a, a great person. Cause that, that helps you out with every circumstance that you're in. Um, being the tough dude, cause you might be put in those tough uh, situations and you have to know how to act on it. And how to keep that composure if like something went went wrong, and really just be professional about all like the facts. So. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's like certain you know situations in life not always exactly. going to go your way. Like exactly. certain games aren't always going to yes, go exactly. your way. So mm-hmm. complete, you know, that's a great correlation. Just looking at those family values and bringing mm-hmm. them onto the field, I think it shows a lot of you know a lot of humbleness and a lot yes. of respect not only for yourself but for your family. So you know exactly. that's that's really awesome to hear. Mm-hmm. So I mean, one side of the ball you have. E-Main out there, you know, catching passes left and right for 100-plus yards. And then on the other side, you have you filling the gaps and, you know, blowing up the backs, tackling left and right. And, you know, I just want you, you know, you're Davin, and you have your whole team around you. I want you to just talk me through the rest of the Casey's, you know, primarily the defense, Mm -hmm. but, you know, what defense you guys are running this year, you know, what you're doing to kind of gear them all together and, you know, be that band of brothers and that family that you talk about. Um, yeah, so um, speaking on the defense side of the ball, uh, every everyone on that side is, is a, a great person, but we know when to put like that grit and that attitude together to um, definitely dominate on that uh, field. So um, being a defensive player, you can't be the nicest dude. So um, so just you just gotta have to know like when to turn that on and, and uh, turn that off. That's like the biggest thing now. Um, but. What was the other question you said? So pretty much defensively, like what what do you guys run in? Like oh, what, running, kind of, um, what kind of scheme and who so who, are, who are the key guys in that scheme? Can't can't talk too much on the defense, but yeah. um, our base right now is about uh, a four three, and my my role is to lead the, the whole entire defense and carry the weight all, like on my shoulders to know what everyone else is uh, doing, so I can lead them to a state championship, and that everyone is dominating on the field as well to show every everyone that RBC is really it. So, so you would say within that four three scheme, you are like the X factor yes. for everyone. Yeah, Madden, Madden X factor, you know. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear. Um, I mean, you know, you saying you know you're the overall X factor. You know, talking about how you're bringing everyone together. What can we expect out of everyone then this year? Um, 
you can expect everyone to be all 11 hats uh, to like the ball. Everyone's going to be grinding. Uh, there's not going to be any plays off. We have a really strong core of defense this year. So um, just like the linebacker room, we have a really deep linebacker room. But I'll say we have the best three three linebackers like in the state right now. It doesn't matter the offers, anything. We got the hardest workers that are in the state. So, Is awesome. there a team goal in place? Oh, yeah, state uh, championship for sure we got to get to. Uh-huh. That right. same mentality day in and day yeah, out, right? Just dominate the field in, it, in and out. So that's my main goal. 100%. All right, so so kind of to get back onto the onto the personal side, away from the team, um, being that middle backer, is there any any athlete that you're trying to emulate yourself after? And then how do you progress towards that on a daily basis? Um, my favorite uh, linebacker ever is Ray Lewis, and um, I try to like I, I used to always watch his videos when I was younger. Always like motivational talks, uh, watching his highlights. So I really try to make my play around Ray Lewis and how he's that strong middle linebacker that will come up and hit, like, can hit you hard. He might got to get back sometimes, catch a little interception. So um, definitely I definitely I I play around him. So that's awesome. So with you being a, a pick commit, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears that went into that decision. So similar to, to Iman and, and Micah, talk us through what went into that decision, uh, whether yourself, your family, going and visiting the school, like what did that process look like for you as an individual? So the process was uh, great, a little stressful, you know, but that's what comes with it. But um, I picked Pitt was really it for me because um, kind of checked off all like, the blo- uh, boxes. The uh, Pitt coaching staff started with Coach Narduzzi. Uh, he was a, he's just a great guy in and out, and um, they don't care about that 4-2 speed, that 6-3 height. Like they're, they're looking for hard-working dogs that are going to get it done on the field and um that been working for them because they had about seven people go to the uh, nfl this year and they have the most drafts in the acc in the past three years so that been uh definitely a big thing because my goal is to make it to like to the nfl and having coach man like as a, as a linebacker coach at uh, Pitt is great because he's i'm not the tallest linebacker so he's an undersized linebacker too and um he just really knows how to uh, work with all of his kids and push them in the right direction and guide them It'd be pretty cool to play with someone like Kenny Pickett out there one oh, yeah, day, right? Oh, yeah, definitely, yes. <laughs> some awesome stuff, some mm-hmm. awesome stuff. So, you know, we talked to Micah before, um, talked to your fellow teammate, Emi, before as well. Um, you guys obviously are going head-to-head against Tom's River North mm-hmm. the last regular game, the re- last regular game of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, right after this, after we talk to you and finish up, we're going to talk to all three of you guys, you know, it was that round ta- roundtable discussion. You know, this could potentially be the number one versus number two, not just in the shore, but the state potentially. Yeah. Um, you know, what makes this matchup so unique and different than any other that you played in your life? The difference, it, um, it makes it unique because I played against all those kids before and, like, I know those kids very, very well. So um, it's going to be, like, a little different, like, because from going – from teams that you don't really know people on, so you're just going super hard and you're trying to kill every everybody to pose when you have friends on on that team. So you got to know when to turn that uh, switch off that we're not friends no more. Like you gotta you gotta put that friendship like aside for those two hours and just play super hard. And um, but Thomas River has a uh, has a great team, so it's definitely gonna be a great game. Definitely gonna be a great crowd. So I'm really excited to see how we come to the table. One of those games that everybody circles exactly, on the calendar, yes. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something to really look forward to mm-hmm. throughout. That's awesome. But we're still going to win that game. So <laughs> so I got a softball question for him this because he because he's not on mic and he uh-huh. can't defend himself right now. So 
Micah was talking about the game plan of his is going to be running all over you, but uh, what's, nah. what's going to hey, happen with hey, that? That's, that's my man, Micah, but it's not going to happen when uh, number two from RBC is in the middle of that field. So <laughs> ain't going to be too much running going on. That's, that, that's going to be a wild game, but uh, but you got Bergen Catholic coming up first, yeah. so that's that's the focus right now. We'll stick oh, yeah, with definitely, that game yeah. to game. Big but, week zero game, so uh, definitely looking, looking forward to that and taking them on spot in the state. So um, all, all we really have to do is just come together, work hard, and just get get busy off the gate. So Awesome. All right, folks. So that was Red Bank Catholic middle linebacker Davin Bruton uh, talking us through uh, some of his decisions going to college, uh, some of the Casey's this year, and just overall uh, what he's looking to do. So uh, further ado, we're going to end up – we're going to bring – everybody on and we're let's do a little group chat together to, to finish it out yes, i appreciate sir. it brother appreciate you appreciate it man. All right, thank you now we've been able to dig deep and dive into the different perspectives of three different talents micah ford Manuel ross and davin bruton for our final segment of this episode we're pleased to have all three of them together you know we're going to have a nice little chat about the upcoming season coming up and their expectations throughout but you know starting off you know Micah and Emmanuel, you know, there is a crossover going on, as we talked about earlier in the, in the episode. Um, you know, both of you guys are going to be heading off to Stanford in the fall. You know, kind of touched on it a little bit, but, you know, between the both of you, what's the chemistry and how have you guys been connecting off the field, on the field, getting ready, you know, for Stanford next year and having, you know, buzz generated for you too? You want me to talk? Yeah, you go for it. All right. So we were supposed to link up and work out, but, like, we just – we busy people. Like, we always <laughs> – out so um but like definitely when the season and we definitely gonna get to chemistry and all that and building our friendship and all that so it's gonna be fun yeah yeah i think the jersey connection is gonna be tough it's definitely yeah. gonna be good coming going across the country with someone that i'm at least familiar with so that's gonna be good but you know during the season the friendships gotta like pause for a little bit because yeah, especially with two programs <laughs> yeah. you know we gotta play each other so it's exactly. like exactly it's like a wall real quick but we gonna yeah. break it 100 percent <laughs> the real connection right now is these two and you're right, yeah. I'm, I'm a lone soldier i'm a lone soldier <laughs> yeah, yeah you need we need big j up here right nah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right so da davin you have a little bit of a different route you're going to pittsburgh and when you're able to sit in a room and talk with not only one of your teammates but a student athlete from another school are these the types of conversations that will be with you when you hit off the pit oh yeah definitely um just being able to talk to people who think like me and work hard like me so just being around like those type of people are just better because you don't want to be around anyone who's lazy who don't got their stuff together because then you're going to form bad habits so being around people who just have those good habits just like you are just going to build off each other and just going to keep on working until you guys are at the top so and what would you say is the biggest thing that you've learned from your fellow teammate Emmanuel um shoot that's like my brother now but um you know we we've been through it all together um we were once that per like that kid who was a nobody. We had to work our tail off and grind every every single day. I don't I don't know anyone else b besides me and him who worked hard throughout the whole summer. So um, just having him like in my corner and having him as like my best friend is definitely a great way to go throughout this journey because I can I can always look for him if if I need some help or if I need some motivation. So it's definitely ha good having him. In it's my like corner. you both guide each other in yeah, a certain exactly. way. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's awesome. Well, it's been cool, too, watching watching you guys. And, you know, we talked about it before, seeing you guys at the 7-on-7 seven seven at Manalpin, mm -hmm. chopping it up a little bit at the at the Gridiron Classic. Uh, you really kind of uh, dove into the community. You've got 
really great community members, especially around the short conference with with guys like Vinny Curry. We were talking all off uh, offset that you guys have been chopping up with football and just yeah, talking along in the night. So uh, so seeing what Vinny's giving back to the community. Uh, is that something that you emulate going into the future or how do you see yourself as part of the? Cause you, like we said, you're a Casey for life. You're a short conference guy for life regardless. So how do you see that in the future? It definitely motivates me because uh, having a person like that in my corner as well, who made it to the top and is at the highest level of football, it just really shows that you always have to be a great person and give back. Um, he, he's a Super Bowl champ and he never been cocky. He always been humble, always helped out people never was selfish and always gave back to his com uh, community and always tried to help out the Jersey Shore, but now they let him do it, so now it's a great time. So I'm going to lead in here with uh, with Micah over at Tom's River North. So when you were out in the hallway before, I kind of gave Davin a little softball question. We talked about the end of the season, Tom's River North versus uh, RBC. Mm -hmm. Um he was saying nothing, you know, nothing's happening. You're not doing anything. Nothing, nothing up the middle. Yeah, up the middle. He, said, he said you're going to run on me. Don't make him. Make him well, the game plan is. Bro, 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 nah, <laughs> I know it's going. <laughs> it's, like, it's like top talent against top talent. It's going to be a great show. That's all I got to say, for real. Sure. It's going to be a great be show. show. Yeah, it's going to be a great time. Man. Yeah, it's going to be a good experience you're never going to get back again. So. Just say, what does it mean as a senior being part of that matchup, RBC and Tom's River North? Yeah, last time we met up, we 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 lost. I think that was that was back then, like two thousand, <laughs> like eight, like nineteen twenty yeah, though, yeah. something like that. Nineteen twenty, I think he was on the team. My brother over there, I think he was on the team when they lost. But um, yeah, nah, just uh, I guess regain a title. I guess you could say that's gonna be that's in our that's in my goal. So not gonna be easy, but I think we can get it done. Maybe, awesome. maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't uh, think so. Yeah, yeah, I don't yeah, think so. Let's hear, let's hear your perspective a little bit. What, what are we thinking about this this last this last week matchup between RBC and Tom's River North? What are your thoughts going you know, out? You know, it's the last game of the regular season. Definitely got to give it our all. But, you know, I'm trying to come out with that W. So. Yeah, we double coverage of him. It's, yeah. Yeah. it's, yeah. it's still not going to work. Not getting it's going to be the last game. regular. We're going to have, like, two people on there all the time. Nobody on your roster is going to It's going to be the last regular season. Season game for me ever in high school, so nah, I'm ever. going crazy. <laughs> we got no you. one's gonna be able to block me. I'm making every tackle. <laughs> He's walling out. I'll like. <laughs> You heard yeah, it here first. Like, I might have to tell Michael, well, man, I'm put on this green and gold, man. Come on. Oh, 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 <laughs> it's really like that. No, no. It's really like that. Right. It's hey, going to hey, be a dog man. fight out there. It's mm -hmm. going to be a dog no, fight. But we got a whole season leading up to it, though. We got the whole season leading up to it, though. So that's that's the thing, game uh, by game. Shoot, right? man, we got to take week zero serious because they got a huge game and we got a huge game. Uh, we so. got a, yeah, we both got some huge games, like a statement game. We'll see each other later on in the season after we win those titles. And now leading Thanks. leading into that game, you know, towards the end of the year, like you're saying, there's so many important games from week zero to that last regular season game. You know, why, why is the short conference the best conference in the state? Um, the short conference is the best conference because we got the most talent. Uh, a lot of talent leaves here and goes up north. That's how up north kind of comes in the conversation. But um, a lot of a lot of these other a lot of these other um, Parts of Jersey, they they just soft. They're not like us. Yeah. They're not. They don't. Can't find they don't really people. work hard like us. Nah. They just act like everything's given. And yeah. we out here working hard. And no handouts. Yeah. Just, just look just at no your screen, bro. This yeah. is short comparable. <laughs> Other division got us three, bro. That's yeah. the answer. That's what I'm That's saying. Nobody got as much talent sitting at one table. And, exactly. And, and the thing. And I put a lot of money on that one. A lot of money. 
Purse. So we asked uh, we asked Davin before he talked about Ray Lewis being a little bit of his who he emulates his inspiration. Uh, we didn't really get that from from you guys before. We didn't ask that question. So I'll start with the email over here. Who's your inspiration? Who do you emulate? Uh, who do you emulate your game after and look up to? I'm definitely gonna have to go Jay Jettis. You know what I'm saying? Nah. Justin Jefferson. Um, I, don't get it twisted. I had number 18 before him, but yeah, nah, <laughs> Justin Jefferson definitely. Okay. I'm a, like I don't really know. I don't like I'm not a I don't really watch the NFL. I like college running backs. That's where it get nasty. So I'm a I'ma say he ain't he ain't play a game in NFL yet, but I like Jameer Gibbs. Yeah, yeah he's, he's I like okay. Jameer Gibbs. Awesome. All right, all of you guys being such talents for the sport and everybody faces trials and tribulations. And I said this kind of a little bit before, but from the outside everyone looks in and they think it's easy for you guys, but you guys are grinding day in and day out. You're putting that work in. Uh, you guys are the ones making the sacrifices, skipping parties to go to workouts or watch film. So what's been some of those challenges for you that you've had to overcome to be where you're at today, going in at the beginning of your senior season, and what you got looking forward to that? Yeah, my mom My mom sent me something the other day. So you got to get comfortable being alone, so – you're going to be a leader you got to be comfortable being by yourself because you know it's lonely at the top so if you want to get up there you got to get comfortable being by yourself sure. yeah, it's just a matter of just like like he said who you surround yourself with you don't want to be around like no bad mindset people just people that who just want to get after it it's kind of you know it sounds like you know surrounding yourself with the right people but then from your perspective as well, seeking discomfort because you know you're going to have to be alone mm -hmm. in certain situations like you were talking about before, you know, running through certain schemes, you know, having the weight of the entire team on your shoulders being that prime mm -hmm. linebacker or, you know, you out in your schemes running for a touchdown catch or you running a wildcat player, whatever it may be. So, you know, besides the seeking discomfort and, you know, surrounding yourself with the certain, you know, certain people that, you know, make your circle who it is, what what is one football aspect that you know for your senior season to be a success that you have to really take in and hone in? Well, this is the last season of our high school, so this season got to be legendary. I'm, I'm planning to go out there and just dominate every every snap, so I can leave a stamp on the jersey sure, and they remember who Devin Bruton is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just like high school is a feeling. Um, like you never get back. Like all the experiences, all like the friends you meet. Like you probably never gonna have the friends like you have now. So. Just make the most of this season and uh, don't take it for granted. You know, take it day by day. Yeah. And Absolutely. I know it's going to fly past just like the rest of high school, but, I mean, you all got to go to college eventually, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I just got to say, like, just never let up because, you know, you don't want to have any regrets because you're never going back to high school, so that's just one thing. 100%. Yep, you get time back. Unless mm -hmm. you got, like, I don't know, a time machine, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Soaking all the moments. Yeah. Whatever opponent you play, whatever day of the week it is, whatever <laughs> assignment you got, you know, just relishing your senior hard. year. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, a lot of memories to be had this year, so yeah. make sure you just enjoy take it all in. Yeah. Take so those selfies can. every time and, and, and yeah. keep them. We already keep got them. this a good experience. We're never going to get this back again. Yeah. 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 <laughs> all right, guys. So I appreciate all you guys coming on and, uh, and, and talking with us. This is going to be really our first episode with the Shore Sports Network podcast. So you guys, that's uh, making history, history. Making yeah. history yeah. right here. It's all history. history on and off the field. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. It's all history. So, uh, so we really appreciate that. And we want everybody out there to, to pay attention. Uh, to what we've got going on at Red Bank Catholic. They're starting out week one against Bergen Catholic. And then we got Tom's River North 
uh, go in. Well, week zero against yeah, Bergen. Bergen. Week zero games. Yeah, the game is yeah. next Friday. That's Can't top. Buy. That's it's top private fast. school and then See top there. public school. And then so top public like, school. Yeah. So t- get, real quick, what's your what's your matchup and what what does your matchup look like for you for Millville? Yeah. Oh yeah, they they got they definitely got size. They got size. They got speed. And Lassier, I don't, y'all all know Lassier books, man. He like that, so we gotta find a way to. Yeah, he he the top uh, recruit in the twenty twenty five class, so we just gotta find a way to box him and contain the quarterback and their speed, really. Awesome, awesome. Just make sure we don't let them get to the perimeter. Or I'm not gonna lie, but. August 25th at 8 o'clock, there's going to be a new number one team in the States. Oh, that's what's uh, up. Huh? Make sure you put that on the podcast. That, that's mm-hmm. one unless out unless and make when that. we get to week eight, you already know. Ah, uh, yeah. That, it's about to be like this, and it's going to be like this again. You already know. It's like the Mario Kart thing. <laughs> at the end, when they all switch to the bottom, that's how it's going to be. So you got the, I don't know why you got the red t- shell or the green shell right now. You know, <laughs> the red one, the red one, you know. That, that's the right at you. Like, yeah, it's it's no getting around that. You better get that blue shell out. You better get that blue shell out. You better get that blue shell out. Oh, shoot. That's yeah. <laughs> funny. We'll, we'll finish up here with that. Um, signing off, uh, this is the Shore Sports Network.